Hello and welcome to episode 206 of the Veg Grower Podcast. My name's Richard and I'm the veg grower. I like to grow my own food in my allotment and vegetable patch. I'm based in Littlehampton, which is on the south coast of the United Kingdom in a little county called West Sussex. It's the 4th of February 2019 and yesterday, well yesterday I went to CD Sunday, which is UK's largest and oldest seed swapping event held annually in Brighton. I had a really good day and you'll be able to hear about that a bit later on. Before that, we have the RHS calendar tip of the week. And we also, this month being the first episode of February, we have the perennial calendar and what that suggests to do for this next month as well. Before that, of course, let's go find out what I've been up to over this last week. Well, today is Tuesday, the 29th of January, 2019. And I finished work fairly early today, so I decided to get some horse manure on my way home from work and throw it in at my allotment, which I did. Uh, Starting to pack up the main bed now with manure, ready to um, plant up soon and get it all ready for the growing season, which I'm kind of really excited about to be honest after that I then started with my fork digging out the comfrey plant that is in a position that I don't want it anymore I've kind of I've got three comfrey plants on my allotment and although I use comfrey leaves in the composting it's too much so and the one that this one is just growing in an area and it grew so big so big last year that it swamped out anything around it so I'm trying to dig it out and I just took my fork stuck it into the ground and pulled out a load of roots which kind of goes against my no dig principles but I can wave it for this this uh, mission uh, the, the roots kind of came out quite easy they were they sounded like they were frozen the way they were snapping so that was pretty good but the deeps do the roots the deeps the roots do go quite deep down so that's going to be a challenge to get those completely out but i think i've got the most of it out now i'll probably dig it over again at the weekend and just make sure there's none left and then i'll um bulk it out with manure and compost and see what happens really uh time for me to go home it's getting dark and i'm about done for today well, today is January the 31st, 2019, and I'm in the potting shed, and I've just sown some seeds. These are seeds I meant to sow last weekend, but I didn't get round to, and didn't get done. <laughs> um, what have I sown? I've sown some aubergine, a variety called Black Beauty, some tomatoes, a variety called Amateur, um, some oregano, Greek, and some oriental mixed salad leaves. Now before I started sowing these seeds, last time I sowed some seeds, I I prepared an extra tray, which I kind of left ready at the time. Well, that tray had started to grow something, some sort of weeds or something in there, so I had to throw that out. That sounds a bit worrying because that is fresh compost, brand new compost, and it's got weeds in it. I don't know if seeds got spilt in it, but it's unlikely. Or how these seeds have sprouted, these weeds have sprouted. But, hey-ho, 
Now the seeds that I've sown over the last few weeks are slowly progressing. Now the, the first salad leaves are doing okay. The cauliflower not so good at all. The kale is not looking too bad either. Um, then we've got some more salad leaves, some chives and some lettuce. They're all doing well. The chilies and the peppers are very slow, very slow, but we'll see what happens. Um, yeah, I think that's kind of a run up with my seeds for today. I'll, uh, I think I'll have to pot some up, or some of these seeds up into bigger pots with some um, multi-purpose and get them growing soon, uh, just so they're doing a bit better. But yes, that's what I've done today. Another little five minute job. Well, today is the 2nd of February 2019 and I can't quite believe we are into February already. Where did January go, eh? Uh, well, this morning I popped to the allotment for an hour and I took along some manure. I poured the manure onto the main bed, uh, which has completed that little section which enabled me then to plant out my onions and shallots which is a job I've been meaning to do for a while and I've just not got around to it and I've had these onions for quite a while I bought way too many onions that I filled up my onion beds you may remember back in October time so yeah I just simply dipped a hole about five centimeters deep and popped into that an onion set or shallot set of course, I added a label at the very beginning, uh, so I knew what is in what row, with what date it was planted, and all that sort of thing. So that's got my onion and shallots out. Now, before I left this morning, I was actually playing around with a website called vegplotter.com. And this is a website that lets you design your veg plot for free. I've used other software like this in the past but I've not really had much um, much to say about them in the past I find them quite fiddly and veg plotter is also a little on the fiddly side but it's free um, and I'm using this just to work out how much space I really need because I tend to plant my stuff a bit too close together so this just enabled me to mark out on this plan where my onion, onions and shallots were going, uh, how much space in between, how much space they were going to take up and all that sort of thing. So yeah, using that, I'm looking forward to seeing how this would actually work out. Now after that I headed home. Now I'm on call this week so I haven't planned to do much in the garden this weekend. But well, when I got home I looked into my potting shed and I just started emptying everything out I didn't really mean to empty everything out I just started and then once I started I couldn't stop I've became aware how much of a hoarder I am and just how much crap I tend to keep hold of that I think may come in use but really it doesn't now this is my little potting shed where I start all my seedlings off it's in my veg pot so it's where I can easily grab my tools and it's only four foot by eight foot on the inside, so it's not a huge amount of space. I kind of, I inherited this shed when I bought this house. And because it's a semi-greenhouse, it's quite light, it's quite warm, and it's kind of got a bit of a appeal about it that I quite like. But it is on the small side, so I kind of say to myself, it is meant to just have 
all the essentials, such as spades, forks, that sort of thing. Well, as you go on throughout time, you end up putting more and more stuff, or I do anyway, putting more and more stuff in here that doesn't need to be in here. So while emptying it, I was taking that sort of thing out. Now, once I'd got it emptied, and before I swept up, I decided I was going to bring in my tiger nuts, my pot of tiger nuts that I've been growing this year, and harvest those. So I popped the pot in, pulled out the root ball, and went through and pulled every single nut I could find out of those. It's the first time I've actually grown these, so I didn't really know what to expect. And I sowed these seeds back in at the end of March uh, in a pot of multi-purpose compost, and they grew on. And the plants kind of looks like a type of grass, I guess. They were pretty cool. The nuts themselves grow under the soil, a bit like peanuts, I guess. And I didn't really know what to expect at all. But I emptied them out and I pulled out about 200 grams of these little nuts. And I tasted them. And they tasted really good. So I'm really pleased with those. They were very, very easy to grow. So I'll be growing those again this year. Now after this, I swept out the shed and brought all back in all the tools and equipment that I feel need to stay in this shed. I'm hoping to try and keep it tidier throughout this season. I don't, easier said than done, but we'll see what happens. It's certainly got me thinking about this shed at the moment, though. It, I feel, because it is small and it, it's a, a semi-greenhouse... It has a lot of potential, but I do feel it needs a bit of um, a planning to get just right. I'm quite a big person. I'm quite large. So for me, space is a, a necessity. And I mean, at the moment, I've got my quail cage in here. And that doesn't give me much room on either side. Now, there's no actual quails in there. It's just where the quail cage lives. Does it need to be in here? I don't know. And this is where I'm thinking of changing things around. Not quite sure just yet, but we'll um, see that over the next few weeks, I'd imagine. Anyway, that's today's update. I'm, I'm getting quite hungry now, so I'm going to go indoors and get some dinner. Well, it's Monday the 4th today, and I've finished work very early today. So I've popped into my pod and shed just to check on the seedlings and give them a bit of a water. Happy to report, actually, there's been um, a lot of progress, even in the last couple of days since I was last here. A lot of the seedlings are now really growing on strong. The grow lights are obviously helping those grow nice and strong. Saddled leaves are starting to look like they're going to need to be going into a, a bigger pot soon. So I'll be doing that over the next few days. Um, peppers and chilies are all growing well as well. They were sown a couple of weeks ago and they've actually germinated and they're looking really nice and strong. So yeah, pleased that things are growing well. The grow lights, I have to say, are really helping. I'm just, uh, as I said, I'm watering those out. But before I come on to the weekly harvest report, I just got thought I'd mention a couple of things that I haven't mentioned in this week's diary. Now, um, last week, well, over the last week, a lot of the country was covered in snow. And it's very rare for us to get snow here. But we did have snow one night. Uh, it only lasted really a day. So nothing really um, to shout about. But we did have snow. And that's kind of not killed off the Cape Gooseberry bush, but I think it has kind of finished it off. 
It may survive. I don't know. I'm not that fussed either way because it's a huge plant and it's still got fruit on it. That's the mad thing. It's still got fruit on it. But if that does die off, you know, that's, that's it. I'm kind of just letting it grow and see how long I can grow it for. Also, my banana tree, which is in my greenhouse, that is looking like it is um, in need of... Well, it's been hit by a bit by the cold, but I'm not too worried. Again, leaves on that, it's what it does. So I'm sure that'll bounce back once the weather warms up. And I don't think we're going to be far off it warming up. Now, as I said, the weekly harvest report did come out last night and there was only £7 worth of food harvested this week. Mostly from eggs, from the chickens. But, of course, there was the tiger nuts and the herbs. And it's kind of a low amount, but... I still have plenty of food in my freezer, uh, which is mostly from last year's harvests, so I'm not too worried about that. Although I will admit I am looking forward to getting some really fresh food harvested again. Um, but that, that's, the, that's the, the good thing. I, the good thing is by eating out my freezer I'm creating space in there as well, so <laughs> that'll give me more room to store more stuff for this year. I'm also looking forward to the quail's eggs laying eggs again. Um, there's once the sunlight should start picking up they should start laying that would be really really cool yeah so this is the diary section kind of up to date for this week now let's go find out what the two calendars have in store for us today as it's the first podcast episode in february we have two calendars to go through we will start with a tip of a week from the plant grow harvest calendar and that reads roses can be planted in february but avoid doing so in places where they were previously to stop disease spreading yeah not much to add on that roses are in fact edible so i will let that one go for this week i found that out last week in in researching edible flowers of course of course uh, it's never a good idea to plant the same thing in the same spot two years running because it does help spread disease that's the whole point of crop rotation now the perennial calendar and its monthly list of tasks it starts what to do in february although the weather can be less than pleasant in february it's nonetheless an exciting month as preparations can begin in earnest vegetable beds can be dug over ready for new crops some seeds can be sown under cover and there will be delightful spots of color emerging with the arrival of early flowers Fruit and vegetables. Delicate pastel blossom begins to bud on fruit trees such as apricot, nectarine and peach. A tantalising hint at the delicious fruits that will appear later in the year and it's a good idea to protect them with plastic covers. Flowers. Sunny daffodil and elegant snowdrops emerge, a sure sign that spring is on its way. They often pop up in crowds so to make the most of their colour, divide them and thin them out for better displays. In the greenhouse, it's the right month to sort out your greenhouse bulbs. Any that have finished flowering after winter can be fed weekly with a high potassium feed to build up the bulb and then left to rest over the summer. Conversely, fuchsias can be nudged back into life by repotting them, increasing their watering and feeding and potting them into a nice sunny spot. Trees and shrubs. Both winter and summer flowering shrubs benefit from pruning now to keep them at their best. Cut back jasmine and wisteria once they have finished for the year and give buddlier and hardy fuchsias a trim between now and March to get them ready for the summer. Wildlife. Have you been considering installing a pond? Why not make this the year to do so? February is a perfect time to start. 
so that everything is in place in time for the warmer months. It's advised to include a deep point of at least 60 centimetres to avoid it completely freezing over in winter and construct gently sloping sides and banks that are friendly to wildlife. Wow, that was a lot to get through, wasn't it? Yeah, I've not got much to add. I don't dig over plots. I do know dig gardens, so that doesn't really uh, apply to me. Um, Flowering bulbs and stuff, I'm thinking actually it might be an idea to feed my saffron bulbs and get those bulked up ready for next year. Apart from that, I've not got much more to really add, although I am thinking of building a little pond, but we will see on that. Well, next we have my trip to CD Sunday, as I said in the intro. So let's go find out how that went. Well, I'm here at CD Sunday today. It's an annual event held every first Sunday in February every year. I come to this ooh, for a few years now, and it's really worth a visit. It's Britain's longest running and biggest seed swap event so the idea would be you save your own seeds you bring them along and you swap them for seeds that somebody else has done the same now if you haven't got any seeds to swap you can buy your own that's not a problem but they also have a market tool of various things i'm going to make a beeline for the potato stand because i know that gets busy very very quickly and i'm actually in here just a few minutes before it officially opens so I got a bit of a head start and it doesn't look too busy okay I've just came to a seed saving demonstration table and there's Alan here who is showing the demonstrations Alan hello um, hello and then we've also got a friend here yes. who's uh, coming and saving seeds do you save seeds maybe you'll do so in the future <laughs> what we do you see I've got a whole set of different seeds on the table in front of me I've got some parsnip seeds, I've got some chard seeds, this is rainbow chard, it's all sorts of different colours. These are some pea seeds, these are some bean seeds. And what we do is we let the plant grow to the end of the season till it's really ripe, say end of August, end of September, <clears throat> and then with the best looking seeds we pick off the plant and we put somewhere to dry. So um, I've taken these indoors, got them to dry, and then when they're dried out, uh, I can leave them in containers like this, or better still, I turn them, put them into smaller packets like this, where you have a Swiss chard packet. Um, and then I give them to uh, CD Sunday, or I take them and sow them next year in my own allotment. Um, if you're doing it with tomatoes, it's slightly more complicated because um, they're inside a skin. You cut it open uh, like this, and then you can either do one of two things. You can either do the simple thing, which is not quite so good, is just scoop out the pith. You can see how I've done. I put it on a bit of tissue like that. I could make two rows of that. And then next year, I could put that on some seed compost and then put a little bit of compost on top and it would, it would then grow. Or I can just take all the seeds out there and put it in a jar and leave it for a week. Um, and it gets rid of all that sort of mushy stuff that you get in a tomato. Uh, and then I pour it through a sieve. I put it on a baking tray. It dries out and I store it. And I've got my tomato seeds for next year. You could do it, you know. 
Would you like to grow some seeds? Well, why don't you do something? Would you like to do something special? If I gave you a couple of runner bean plants, seedlings, seeds, here we are, and you take those home like that, you will find inside that a whole set of beans like that. And what you could do, when I was your age, this is what I did, I got a jar and in those days we had something which we called blotting paper, so some, maybe some soft cardboard you put round the inside of the jar. You put some water in the bottom, and so it goes tight, perhaps some water on the cardboard as well, so it goes tight against the edge. And then inside you put those beans, so they go about halfway down, so it's got to be tight so they don't go to the bottom. And some water at the bottom. And what you will then find is that that bean will germinate. I, little roots will come down and little, um, a little shoot will come up and it'll start growing. And you'll, through the glass you can see the roots going down and the shoot going up. It's quite fun doing that. See if you can do it. So you're, you're saying store in Tupperware containers and envelopes? Well, particularly in dry envelopes uh, like this, because they're paper and they take moisture away, uh, you need to store it in temperatures which are not too hot, not too cold, but dry conditions. Um, and because I know these are dry and I've got bulk, which I've not um, packaged yet, I'm putting them in, at the moment in Tupperware for bringing along here. But it's better uh, to take outside a Tupperware container uh, because um, you want any moisture to continue to come out and not to stay. As soon as there's moisture and warmth, it'll start germinating. But quite frankly, anybody can do this. Yes, definitely. I get a lot of questions from listeners who are after seed saving techniques. So, um, And just, you know, Try it. People should. I can strongly recommend trying it, um, particularly with things like tomatoes and beans, because they're so easy to do. Yeah, definitely. Lovely. Thank you very much for your time, Alan. Thank you. I've just sat for a, a chat about weeds as medicinal purposes, which I found fascinating, and I've grabbed one of the ladies talking to Walt talk here, Alice. Hi everyone, uh, Veg Growers Podcast, I'm just loving the name of this already. Um, my name's Alice Bettany, I'm a local herbalist, I practice just outside of Brighton, near the Bluebell Railway, uh, near Uckfield. I have a herb garden, I grow herbs and forage for herbs and teach people how to process them into food or medicine to help themselves as well. Herbs and weeds are, after all, the medicines, uh, medicines people, people for the medicine. I find your talks actually really fascinating because weeds are one of those things that just get in the way. One particularly that I have a nightmare with was cooch grass. After hearing you talk, I've kind of changed my um, opinion on cooch grass. And when I'm weeding it out, I'm now harvesting. Could you go a bit more into this whole using cooch grass for medicinal purposes, please? I know, I think I blew a few minds, didn't I? Saying that cooch grass is actually medicinal. So gardener's foe and herbalist friends alike, 
it's the rhizome of the couch grass that you're going to use and ideally you want to um, yeah, harvest it out, wash them, chop them up into small bits and dry them, maybe in a low heat oven or in a dehydrator. And then you would make a really nice uh, strong tea using a couple of teaspoons in a teapot and infuse it for five minutes. Um, the properties of couch grass, it's specifically good for uh, urinary tract infections. So it's very antimicrobial and soothing for things like cystitis, urethritis. It's also great for enlarged prostates. Um, you could use it for kidney stones. If you're prone to kidney stones, you could use it as a preventative medicine drinking the tea. And... Um, and in some cases, they're using it for bronchitis and laryngitis as well. So couch grass tea is going to be the new fad. It certainly is in my household. I get so much of it, so I'll be glad to try and get rid of it. Obviously, there's not just couch grass. There's quite a few weeds that you went through. Could you just list a few of those others, just briefly, nothing? <laughs> I think well, we only covered like a few, really. We talked about chickweed, cleavers. Um, oh, what else did we talk about? A lavender... Um, and nettles, of course. I probably banged on about nettles for about five minutes, I think. But, you know, things like comfrey and clover and dock and um, St. John's wort and you name it. Yeah, they've all got medicinal properties. So if somebody wants to find out more about medicinal herbs and weeds, where do they go? Where's the best place? My website uh, would be a place to start. Uh, otherwise, uh, my website, which is uh, www.sacredseeds.org.uk, or um, there's a few great books to start. Um, one book called Hedgerow Medicine by Julie Bruton Seal, or another one called The Handmade Apothecary. Both really great books to uh, get you started on using your weeds as medicine. Lovely. Thank you very much for that. The amount of seed companies out there at the moment is quite horrendous, but I've just came across one that I'm very interested in, and this is from Vital Seeds. Uh, sorry, I've forgotten your name again. Hello, and my name is Ronya, and we're based in Devon, and we grow, try and grow most of our seed ourselves. We have also some other people grow for us. We only have open-pollinated seeds and everything organic, try, yeah, for people to, they can buy our seeds and then save them again if they need want to. So, so, so what is open pollinated? Um, open pollinated um, in comparison with hybrid. Um, open pollinated means, yeah, basically you can grow the seeds into a plant and then save the seed from them. With hybrid seeds that doesn't really work because they're genetically made basically oh right so you're talking about the seed plants that happen in the in the world sort of thing exactly. is the best way yeah yeah that's it excellent whereas in a lab with hybrid and genetically it's just not the same is it no definitely not yeah i mean genetically the open pollinated seeds them they have much more diversity within themselves and the same the plants won't be all the same they they're just like that yeah more diverse within a variety. Well. Yeah, yes, of course. And I, I, how do you combat cross-pollination if it's open-pollinated? Sorry, again. How, how do you combat cross-pollination where a carrot might become a parsnip sort of thing? Well, that sort of thing wouldn't happen, but of course the varieties would cross, like a carrot would, a variety of carrot would cross with another variety of carrot. But to stop that, we have to isolate the yeah. plants when they're flowering. Yeah. And that can be either through time, so we 
try and grow one carrot one year and then another carrot another year, or just through space and have or like built a cage around them where pollinators don't go through, and then we have to put pollinators into the cage so they get pollinated in there basically. Well, so it's like a self-contained system where. Ah, I get it, get it. So if anybody wants to find out more about what you do, where do they go? Um, we have a website called www.vitalseeds.co.uk. We also have a Facebook profile called Vital Seeds and Instagram, also Vital Seeds. Great stuff, so go check them out. Oh, thank you very much. Well, I'm coming to the end of my day here now. It's nearly four o'clock, so it's nearly closing time. I've had a good good day here, actually. Uh, enjoyed walking around, looking at the various stalls, things for sale, having a chat with the stallholders. Uh, and there was talks going on, which I enjoyed listening to. There was a gardener's question time set up. Um, well, they had a panel of people on the, the desk answering the questions, but they also invited people in the audience to help answer the questions as well which I thought was a really good idea it became more of a formal chit chat but worth it and what have I brought I brought some potatoes like I said when I first got here uh, two varieties one called Linda which I grew last year but due to the ladle miss up I kind of lost track of and the second was a burgundy red which is a red variety and I brought that for my friend who loves growing purple stuff so just going to have some of those. Also bought some purple carrot seeds, which I'll be growing myself as well. And then there was a few other various seeds that I brought, such as marigolds and nasturtiums, like I spoke of last week, for edible flowers. Then I brought some melonettes and some edible pumpkins. Uh, quite a bit, actually. I'm really pleased with what I've got. haven't spent too much money either been a bit conservative but it's well worth a visit now it's the first February first Sunday in February every year so 2020 if you're thinking of coming along please do it's worth it great little visit I'll be coming again that's for certain well that was my day at CD Sunday and as I said it was a really enjoyable day this episode is just a taste of what I kind of got up to. I actually captured a lot more interviews with a few other people and organisations and I'm saving those for future podcasts because they are interesting in themselves. Now, if you've joined this week to hear yourself after our interview or our chat, keep listening to future podcasts and uh, you may hear yourself. Now, before I wrap up this week, I have to announce the winner of this week's seed competition and that goes to an Instagrammer and a chap I also met at CD Sunday by the handle of GWarren30. Well done mate, I will be in touch for your address to send you your pack of seeds. If you want to be in with a chance to win seeds next week, all you've got to do is get in touch either via email richard at the VegGrow Podcast, the website thevegrowpodcast.co.uk, or pretty much at all other social media forms. Just search for the VegGrow Podcast and you'll find me there, including Facebook, Facebook group, Twitter, Instagram, all that sort of thing. But for now, that's it for this week. So please take care, and I will see you again next time. <laughs> <laughs>